It is a Monday edition of Jack Michael Show. I don't know if there was a Monday. I'm sure not there. Welcome back. <laughs> Didn't quite get to that <laughs> to this morning. So. Another busy week on a, in the world of sports as we inch closer into week zero as we get set for that. Brad has cracked the seal on, on high school football and uh, made it back from Chicago few hours ago so we're back in the uh, the monday chair it's not a monday as much as it is a mullins day thank you very much there you oh, go very thank nice you there very we much. go did you see what i did there Derek? Oh, yeah brad you only had a few hours to uh, yeah. put that together that's, too, the so mic- that's even better you ever uh, go on long trips you're just you're begging for a good netflix thing that you haven't seen yeah right. Something, and then people just suggest well you should watch game of thrones well that would take me into like 2024 because mm-hmm. i've been watched one ounce of game of thrones but Chris Coast made it interesting for me. I said, Chris, explain to me. He goes, well, you like Braveheart, right? The movie? I said, yeah, I love Braveheart. He said, it's kind of Braveheart-ish, only stretched out over, like, how many seasons? <laughs> right. <laughs> I said, well, I think, but I couldn't invest in that. I need quick two-hour yeah. shots, right? I need three, I need four, five, two-hour movies, you know, to start passing some of the time. But good to have you on board on a Monday. Hopefully the Twins can find a way, uh, by the way, to, to salvage something. Because, uh, what are they, buck and a half now? Yeah, game and a half. Yep. They yeah. rain out yesterday with uh, Cleveland and the White Sox. And I've not heard when they're going to make that up. Uh, they play much like all the, the, the big three in the Central will all face each other quite a bit here in the last uh, two months. So, or not even that, six weeks, I guess. Yeah, so. there's going to be a lot of uh, AL Central mm-hmm. uh, games coming up. How did over the weekend? What's your headline from the weekend, uh, fellas? I mean, football's in its... Preseason still, as I mentioned, you know, Nick Mullen signing. Obviously, the Vikings feel that they're not exactly gaga right now over the backups. Um, so that's a little bit of news, I guess, for, for Vikings fans. The Red Hawks won a series over the weekend at mm-hmm. Chicago. They just continue to inch closer towards the uh, towards the postseason. But uh, you at high school football, Brad? Yes. Um, you know, Derek, you were hanging out at Vikings camp the yeah, last week? Just a little bit, yep. Yeah, from the I would say from the high school ranks, uh, a couple of things. You had the Horace playing their first game, and they ran into a buzzsaw with Fargo North and North. Uh, well, it's very early yet, but that that was uh, that was an impressive uh, performance they threw out there. Um, you know, I think some of the heavyweights in 11B, Central Cass and Kindred and uh, um, Hillsboro Central Valley, all with wins, and you got Kindred and HCV Friday night rematch of last year's title game that'll be on 104.7. By the way, nice plug, nice um, job, well done. Yeah. So and then nine man Lamore wins big, and uh, yeah, I think they, now we're gonna have double A this week. Some really good matchups: Century and West Fargo, Shanley and Bismarck, Davies and Mandan. There's a boy. There's there's some. Uh, Solid matchups there in the uh, the top class in week one. Man alive, it is it's on and, and great call. It was it, it's fun to get that going because it just it just everything gets. I was buddy of mine uh, uh, in Chicago, a longtime Chicago Bears uh, uh, PR director, and now he's moved on to Chicago State. But he came to the booth. He was flying to London uh, yesterday, but he stopped by uh, the booth to say hi. And his daughter is there. She's going to be a junior. I said, oh. When does school start? <laughs> but he goes, they've been in school for two weeks. I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, all right. Well, I guess Illinois starts a little bit, a little bit earlier. Uh, so you know, it's 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 all good on that front. Derek, uh, you know, not to do a, a a school report back from your trip to the cities on that, but obviously the news that that uh, Minnesota acquires Nick Mullins from the Raiders looks like a, a conditional 24 pick. From what I understand in that deal, and Derek, from the outside looking in, you only do this because you're trying to stack your hand. You're trying to make your hand the best it can be at right. that at a position. 
So should should Viking fans, you know, should Viking fans be comfortable with this move? I mean, Mullins has, has, has had some starts under his belt in recent years, obviously. Well, I think after seeing Sean Mannion, who just looks like, you know, I mean, that's it's over for him. I mean, it's you know, he's his next step is to be a, if he's as good in the quarterback room as they say. Well, then he's got to be a quarterback coach. That's his next step. I just mm-hmm. what we saw from him in the exhibition games is not good, and even the scrimmages I saw over the it not, just not wasn't as... happening. Kellen Mond, I think he's just he's just too raw. I mean, he, even though he went was four years at Texas A and M, he he's just. I think there's some potential there. He made a bad interception after having a good drive leading up to that interception, but he's just he, he's not someone you, you're going to trust for four weeks if Kirk Cousins goes down. So no. they have to have someone who. There's a little mix of both of them right now. I think. I think the last year with him having COVID and just Zimmer just had no time for him, I think that he's so far behind the curve that yep. it's probably going to take another year before he's even a factor. So you just need to have the – I think you just need to have the security blanket in Mullins, a guy at least that has started, and he's not uh, any great shakes, but he's a journeyman backup quarterback, and that's what you uh, – and it didn't it didn't cost you much. So. Cut PA here a little bit ago that something that stood out that Paul was talking about and uh, and uh, they were talking receivers in the, in the draft a, few, a couple of years ago, like a receiver-rich draft, and he and, and, and Lavel were talking about that. And, and PBA really high on, as you were, Derek, last week, K.J. Osborne, who, who – and then and PA just said, he goes, wouldn't doubt it if he had more yards than Adam Thielen this year. I just got Paul talking about that. Well, I think Adam Thielen would be fine with that as long as they're winning football games, well, yeah, too. That's I probably mean, right, he, yeah. He just wants what, – what Thielen wants is – This, something right on that finger. Yeah, I think if they get in a situation where he's just a red zone guy, he's been such a, a a good threat for you know he's been such a good target for Kirk Cousins in the red zone. That's what they're looking for. Adam Thielen doesn't need the spotlight, does he? As all the times we've had Adam on the show and talked to Adam, he really even with the you know it was a cute story, great story because it was it was Mankato, it was practice squad, it was made it. Then it was holy cow, this guy's legit to contract to right. kids and family and, and and jersey sales and you know all this. Well, he's probably going to be in the Vikings Ring of Honor someday, really, if you look yeah. at what he's been doing. But he, doesn't need the limelight. No, he wants a Super Bowl ring. I mean, I think he knows if he, as a native Minnesotan, grew up watching the Vikings, idolizing Randy Moss. If he can go and help this team win a Super Bowl ring. That's what he'd like to do. I mean, he knows he's in his tenth year now. That it's it's not for long, much more, right? I mean, if he gets two or th- God, two more years, how long? That, it's just ridiculous. Wow, that's that's a, does Justin Jefferson need the limelight? Yes, <laughs> and he deserves it. And, <laughs> yeah, and I'm telling you, one thing I took away from down at Egan is he's he was putting on a show. Yeah. I mean, he's catching everything. He's he's making acrobatic catches. He he's he's just a special athlete. He is a uh, playmaker, and your playmakers need to have the ball, I think. You know, does Thielen have, I was looking here, he's 32 this year, and the contract, they had to restructure the restructure his mm-hmm. deal. You know, does he play past that contract? <laughs> probably not. I think he probably retires after I guess, 34. I don't know. Like I, I said, if he gets to 34, he's through 24. I just... Because I, I don't see the Vikings bringing him back, and Who's I wonder the, if that uh, might just be the end of the line for him. You know, in recent years, and, and certainly when... Um, you know, Adrian was doing was still in the league. You know, the talk on talk shows and certainly this show was we started talking about the average lifespan and the the depreciation of running backs. Remember, it was all the running back after the age. You know, the numbers of thirty or thirty two is a descent on that. Who's like the oldest receivers that that were impactful? You know that you can remember. I don't know if it was the Fred Bolitnikoffs or who, but like oldest receivers that you can remember still making. 
an impact. And that team, I think for Cliff, Cliff Branch was still Cliff making plays in another thirties. Yeah. You know, so I I don't know. I mean, well, Carter played into his. Chris? Yeah. Yeah, he played into his late 30s. Yeah, so, he did. Put that into perspective. You said Adam's going to be 32? He's 32, right? 32 now? Yeah, and they, he both have work ethic. I mean, Chris Carter, for all you want to say about him and his attitude, and I could say plenty on that, he was a hard worker. I mean, he had receivers going down to his camp there in Boca Raton quite a bit, didn't yes. he, I think? And so yes. that was kind of his thing. <laughs> Tax Club comes in. I don't know if you heard the Dan Gladden speech. And I encourage you, a to, few. and I encourage you to uh, go back and yeah. listen to it. But yeah, it's his biggest news over the weekend is that Gladden's mom can walk and fart at the same time. <laughs> really? I, oh yeah, he said that in the speech. He oh, made, that's, he I made, guess, I, so he made a reference people. to his mother. He made yeah. a reference to his wife and a certain body part of yeah. his wife. So this mm-hmm. is this is what he says on so the uh, during in, the speech. Yes, he says. I met my wife. I was at the junior college she was at, or whatever. He was warm. He was yep. practicing baseball. She was out for a out for a jog. Out for a jog. It's yes. just she's wearing a Mickey Mouse t shirt, and Mickey Mouse's ears were really sticking out. <laughs> this <laughs> is like on the podium. This is on the podium. this is the pregame show yesterday. As I'm put, getting my pontoon ready with my, and I'm listening to this. <laughs> so it was a memorable speech. And again, first I mean he's. And he started off being really sweet about his mom. He got he yeah. got very oh, he started, emotional. He started, did he, he use? Was, he kind of teared up a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Wow. Well, did he use break wind or did he use? No, no he, he used the F word. He used the F word. Oh, oh, yeah, right, yes. yeah. Okay. Well, the other thing he did, and he spent probably two three minutes on it. There was the old joke about Gladden was he was they didn't play him day games after night game because right. he wasn't very good. <laughs> so he makes the line. Randy Bush is there, and he's making. And he I don't. He goes through all these stats of when he played day games in his five years with the Twins, and he's talking. He's comparing Randy Bush's stats to his stats, <laughs> and he goes on and on. I said, I bet it was a bet. I was probably three minutes on it. Did uh? Did I'm sure he got some the crack staff yes. like Mark and, and those guys. I'd, I would imagine if Atterbury or somebody helped him out oh, with that. And, and Randy Bush and I saw a few people on Twitter thought that was a that was over the line, and I, I think it was fine. I mean, he was they just cracking a joke about I mean, it. Well, it's his buddy. I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, good, you think so, they raz each other a little bit. So in that it was vintage Danny. Oh yeah, oh, oh, vintage yes, yeah. Glad two eighteen for yeah. sure. Did he come out in a, in a Harley or anything? Or no, no, no. Yeah, that would have been even even more of that. Well, yeah, that's good. And he has a brother that looks just like him too. I don't really? know. Really? Oh yeah. They introduced in the family, and the brother looks just like him. That is uh, that's good stuff. To get involved in the show today, three five two seven zero. That's the text club to call in two three seven thirty seven sixty seven or triple eight four five eight six nine two six. Jack Michaels show. Derek Hansen, Brad Anderson, broadcasting from the Gunderson Jewelers Studio. OMG! Oh my. Gunderson's. Make it easy to say I do. With a custom-designed wedding ring, Gunderson's Uptown in Maine, West Fargo, or Gunderson's.com. Carolina Panthers have named Baker Mayfield as their quarterback for week one. Now, coming up, uh, Kyle Alfrank, another year, uh, we'll, we'll touch base with Kyle, our, our fantasy guru, but I have already can, I can already tell it's closing in. I just got a friend request from my, my buddy who I'm in a fantasy league uh, for Venmo. Uh-oh. A Venmo friend request. So that's the mm. easiest way to transfer. It's the, it's the electronic way that's to take the, all the money out of your wallet. It, it's ruined the world for parents because uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's ruined. Too easy for oh, the just, daughters to just get something. Venmo you twenty dollars. I'll Venmo you hundred. I'll yep. Venmo you fifty. I'll Venmo you. Yeah, and pretty soon, like, whoa, am I just? Uh, I guess it's 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 the equivalent. Uh, I don't know how you guys were growing up. It's the equivalent of of mom. Can I have five dollars for lunch? Pretty much. Yes. Only now it's. 
a hundred dollars or forty dollars. Dad, can I have ten dollars for gas in the so car? So on so on Saturday, my actually my daughter is here as she's in my office. Hope she doesn't run too far away. First day of school's tomorrow, but we did her birthday party early on Saturday. Oh, cool! So we went to Kingpins, the movie. No, the thing over uh, by Sweet Shots. Oh yeah. That's that's oh sweet oh yeah right next door right yes, exactly. no Woody Harrelson was yeah, not there. yes no Woody was not there say, you took rates to Kingpin outstanding man what no is she, what? I, yeah <laughs> I, and my mother would, or say her her mother would probably <laughs> never let me go <laughs> that's it take her to another movie ever again how was it cool I I've been there before well I've been there because she's been to a couple parties there I loved it it was because you can do the party thing where they bowl for an hour and then they play laser tag for twenty minutes and then they go play the arcade and but I but yeah but. Uh, Kathleen and I both bowled too, and it was, and they had this thing called hyper bowling where it's not necessarily you, the the like the the bumper things light up, sure. And you get so many points if you hit the bumper and then you knock the pins down. So they encourage almost yes the uh, the bumper yes usage yes because I I went and threw a strike and all I looked and all I had was a hundred points and I went well, but of my my niece was there too who's the same age as my daughter and she rolled and. Hit the bumper and got three pins and got more points than I did. And I go, I'm doing this wrong. And then I finally figured out how to play it. And how great is that sport? It's a sport you played and then maybe you've you've forgotten to go do for a while. And someone says, Hey, let's uh, let's go bowling. And then it's like, let's join a league because you realize how fun those yes, experiences you can bowl are. For, you can bowl forever, <laughs> right? I mean, really. Oh my goodness, the great fun. Hawks off tonight. Uh, you're down to down to lucky thirteen. That's it. You got two home stands remaining. And uh, or two series at home remaining, and then two on the road, and then that's it. Regular season kaput, and then postseason beginning. And uh, I'm like, Anthony Renz calls me the Rain Man because I every after every game I'm on the bus. Okay, okay, so going three. I'm going through every team, mm-hmm. their remaining games, scenarios, and where they'll they'll fit over there. And the kicker here again, it's it's so wild. I don't know another league that does this. If you do, let me know. But, you know, you've got 12 teams, eight make the postseason, four on each division. The winner chooses who they play first in a best-of-three series with the first game be the higher seat on the road. You know, so it's like this whole thing. So now what, what's, what's, what's great about this, <laughs> Derek and Brad, is that it becomes geography. Mm-hmm. Cleburne has got a good shot of making – think about this. Cle- be the, they'd be the four right they'd now. They'd be yeah. the four. they got a good sh- – and they're going to host a game then if they finish fourth. They're going to host game one of a playoff. Right. And then you got an off day, but then you got to travel back to whatever, Milwaukee, King County, you know, Chicago, whatever it is that they do. And then if they win that series – They'll host game one after a travel day. Yep. What if it gets to the championship series and Cleburne's still alive and say Winnipeg? You know, I hope it's the Red Hawks, but say Winnipeg is. I don't know if you're flying back and forth and are you flying in between. The the geography, to me, is really the conversation, I think, that these managers and organizations are going to have. Well, yeah, because I'd say really in the West, Sioux City and Lincoln are fighting for four, and the Red mm-hmm. Hawks will be coming from Kansas City. So it's just you're making a pit stop in Lincoln or you're making a pit stop in Sioux City. <laughs> But I think either way, getting out of that West, you know, let's say it's let's I, say it's Lincoln, yeah, and you face their ace maybe in Game One, yeah. But I, mean, I tell you what, you do. Do you make you, Kansas City? Here's how. Here's how crazy the end of the schedule is mm-hmm. in the American Association. So Kansas City coming up, they'll eventually have they'll go to Sioux Falls, they'll go to Winnipeg for the next to last series. So they're, they're Sioux Falls, they go to Winnipeg, and then they have a night game on a Thursday, so a six o'clock, six thirty night game. 
at 7.30, yeah, By the time, maybe it's 10, you dress and shower, it's 11. You're at the border, uh, midnight, a little after midnight-ish. That's about a half hour, you know, if everything goes cleanly. Then <laughs> you've got, you got like 11 hours to get back to Kansas City. So you get back to KC at, say, noon on a f- whatever the next day, and then you got Fargo-Moorhead for four. Right. So now say you play Fargo-Moorhead for four, and say the Red Hawks, you know, have already locked up or win the West. Tell me if you're not Fargo-Moorhead, you say, okay, here's the deal. We'll take the other team not named Winnipeg for the first round and send Kansas City back up 12 hours to to Winnipeg to play a series, only to play one game there an off day and travel back to Kansas City. <laughs> yep. Isn't that crazy? So that's what I said, but it comes down to it. Guys, mm-hmm. I think it's not necessarily of who you match up with better. Yeah. It's just ge- <laughs> geographically, yeah. what is the worst case scenario for for the other team if indeed you're the one that wins the division? True. You with that, Brad? Your your thumbs up at that, right? Well, I think so. Yeah, I mean, I think if you know the Red Hawks, what three and a half up here, Kansas City plays tonight, right? Yeah, it's Sioux Falls, I think, and. Uh... Yeah, Kansas City and Winnipeg actually play a starting four-game series yep. tonight in KC. I think you just want to have the Red Hawks be up, you know, three or four that final series, and they just. What's the oddest travel you've had, like from the store back home? Oh, I forgot. Boom. Oh, I got to get back. Oh, I got to pick up Rachel. To, oh, been back home, and oh, I got to be in Wapiton for. Oh, boom. Oh, I got to go to Barnes. Oh man, have you had, you've had to have had a, you guys have had to have had a couple of those. Yeah, I've had a few. <laughs> uh, I, I know there's got to be some where I think I've gone to. Castleton to home, back to Castleton, right back home. When I was driving the truck. Yeah, oh, I, Derek, wait, Derek. Oh, yeah, truck. I think Derek's going to win no matter what he Derek, comes Derek, what's up the with. oddest route you've well, had to I mean, When I go out to North Dakota, then to have to rush back and then maybe get to, I don't know, Barrett, Minnesota for a dual wrestling, you know, against the <laughs> West Central area or something like that on a when, uh, you know, Thursday night. And then you do all that and then. They would forfeit to him. So that was. <laughs> oh, that's a fun ride. That's always fun, isn't not, it? Not that, that I didn't great. want to watch you know, all the other kids wrestle too, but. Yeah, know. that's. Uh, I'm curious. You're, I don't even know how to ask that question for our text. But that's like when the girls played volleyball for Century, and Century happened to be pretty good and still are. And I would do the all nighter here, morning sports, noon show, drive to Bismarck, catch a volleyball match, which probably ended in about 40 minutes because it was a three three mm-hmm. set thing, turn around, come back, sports. Then they played a Thursday volleyball match, probably three. I got to know I 94 extremely well. Yeah, oh, I bet. Have you ever forgotten something and thought, I need it? I got to go back. I don't care. I'm an hour. Now, yours truly. Uh, yeah, you want to go with that story? People <laughs> <laughs> are going, Jack, you, you said you had some technical things over the weekend in Chicago. Yeah, here's the deal. And I'll, I'll be front with this. Uh, the Basically, the brain and stem of what we use to broadcast, the, the power supply that, that ignites everything. <laughs> it's the guy. It's, it's the dude. It's the man. It's the girl. It's, well, it's whatever you want. To, it's the main part. Boy, I got to Chicago, and I was unpacking. Nice view. Beautiful days in Chicago. Had some weather over the weekend. I'm searching to the bag. Yeah. Power supply, and I'll check today. Still at the uh, the booth over at Newman Outdoor Field. Credit Al Murray. How smart is this guy? Well, he's very smart. How, he, he's our right? engineer who he how saves sm- us. How smart yeah. is Al Murray? I, I call Al. I call Chad Ekron first. Says, ah, I say, I'll probably have to do it via some kind of contraption Friday. Al texts me Saturday. Goes, Jack, go on your. You got an Android? Yep. Said, Yeah, go on your Android. Download this. Here's a code number. Yeah. Boom, bang, boom, and there on the phone yeah. is Tie Line Three. 
Oh wow! What we used to broadcast, and, and is that right? I, and right over my plugged a headphone into my phone. Okay, and it's yeah. a and it is perfect. I, I just all Saturday and Sunday, I'm just thinking, how smart is our engineer of, of his ability to uh, to get that? Because I heard the tail end of I was driving back from Davies Friday night, and yeah. I heard that, and I had heard what happened, and I thought, oh boy, how are we going to get through two <laughs> nights? And then I, uh, we I was driving around Saturday night, and I heard that, and went. Hey, yeah, a little different sound. Okay. Right? Yeah. I, I said we can make that work. <laughs> and I'm just—I was praising Al's name. There's nothing like that if you're in our business where you find something that is just makes your life a little bit easier and not as stressful. But that's how that works. Uh, busy Monday show today. We'll we'll hit the news of the day. Uh, sad news coming out of Terre Haute, Indiana. Uh, also, with two freshman members of the Indiana State football team among three students who were killed in a weekend crash. Really uh, tragic stuff. Two other football team members were injured and out of intensive care, hospitalized in serious condition. It was a single vehicle crash that happened around 1.30 uh, Saturday night, Sunday morning. Vehicle went off a state highway and struck a tree. Ugh. That's really a, sta- a sad story. Two freshman members of the Sycamores, Indiana State, yeah, just, lost their lives. I, I kind of saw the story about the accident, and now there's more that come out that, mm. uh, about the fatalities. It's... Uh... Man alive. Sad deal. We're stepping into week zero that, of course, uh, college football in full gets underway. Doc Phil coming up around the corner, I think, fresh from Edmonton. He is on American soil. He's on American soil. He just confirmed, yes. Awesome. We'll talk with Doc. He'll join the roundtable. Jack Michael Show, Derek Hansen, Brad Anderson. It is a Monday edition on 740 The Fan. What's up, guys? It is a Monday edition, the Jack Michael Show, Derek Hansen, Brad Anderson, and Dr. Phil is back from his uh, trip to Edmonton with the World Juniors, so good to have Doc Phil back. I had, I'd missed some of it, Doc, with my game. I was chatting with uh, Brad before we hit the air on this one, so uh, uh, Team USA fell a, fell a little bit short, but uh, but obviously a good experience nonetheless for that uh, that squad, right, Doc? You know, it it was, and you know the guys played well. Uh, the Czechs just had a better game plan. And and the way you were going to stop our team, which is to plug up the neutral zone and take away the speed and the skill, and that's what they did. So, um, I mean, kudos to them, but I think the guys just didn't have their best performance, and that's unfortunate when it happens in the quarterfinals because it's one and done. Um, and so, yeah, we live with that, and we kind of retool here in three months and get another team together and see if we can uh, make some magic happen then. Different than than the previous uh, juniors you were at or or events, Doc, as it as it relates to you know testing and worried about this and isolation and can't go here and can't go there. Uh, with this last one, Doc, have you felt? Did you felt a, a sense a little more more normalcy? I guess in this one. Well, yeah, because I could walk to the rink in my t-shirt. <laughs> right. Right. Wow. I mean, that was that was really great, but. You know, there there still was a little testing we had to do, and you know, and, and when you're the team doc, you're on call 24/7 for 45 people, and you know anything can happen at any moment. They are just teenagers, remember. Um, and so, you know, from that standpoint, it was a little easier, um, uh, especially from compared to what we had been experiencing the last couple of years with all the rigorous daily testing and hoping nobody pops a positive test and what are you going to do with that and this and that. So. So it was a bit more normalcy. But the one thing that was really disappointing, and I understand it, I get it, there's a lot of stuff going on up north of the border right now. Um, there were no fans in the stands. And it was almost like we were back in the bubble hmm. uh, with no fans. And, and that's, I feel bad for the guys because they really pull on that energy. 
um, whether it's positive or negative. And, and and a lot of them made comments like, geez, this is just like having practice. Um, you know, there's nobody in the stands. There's no no cheering, nothing. And it was, uh, I think it was real, you know, it was really kind of a bummer for them and a downer. So um, you add that to the mix and it, it wasn't, it wasn't the greatest one that I've been to. I mean, the facility was good. The hotels were good. But the whole atmosphere was just, uh, there was nothing going on in the city. There was no advertisement. Um, you know, I went to a couple of stores, and, you know, they asked, well, what are you doing here? I said, well, with the World Juniors. Oh, that's on right now? You know, so it, was, it wasn't very well publicized. The ticket prices were very expensive. And with the Hockey Canada uh, turmoil that's going on, it, it, it really kind of didn't feel like a good World Juniors. Although I will say, remember we talked about that this might be an interesting switch of time of year. There were a lot of people that were on board that said, you know, this makes a lot of sense doing it now for a lot of different reasons. And then I talked with Gordon Miller at TSN. He goes, yeah, but, you know, we got to have that thing always around Christmas. And this, I said, no, you don't. I said, why? I mean, just because it's tra- tradition? And he goes, yeah. And I said, well, sometimes traditions need to be changed. But I said, if you look, and I, then I started pointing out all the things. He goes, well, you know, Doc, you do make some sense there. Um, so, you know, you don't know. Uh, the IHF certainly is looking at it. Um, you know, the women are going to have their tournament in Denmark here starting the end of this week. So we'll see. You know, I, I mean, I think there are, there are some things that could be changed. And I'm trying to think, was, were, were there were there there weren't restrictions in them? In was it just lack of uh, lack of promotion? Yep. Wow. Yep. And I think the high ticket prices. Okay. And I think there's a revolt going on with hockey Canada. Well, I just think I, I just think I just think in the winter dock it just it just disrupts you taking guys from all over because I know there've been guys from the force that have played and then they're gone or you know Kerry Eads has been out where they're gone for two weeks you know two weeks or two and a half weeks and then all of a sudden you're they're changing they're throwing their rosters around and it just it just I mean it's a great well, honor actually, to, it's a great guys, honor to play in it but it just you know but it yeah, just throws actually, a lot of things off. Those guys aren't the World Junior kids. Those guys are the Viking Cup kids. Okay. Um, so, but I mean, it's the same thing. But even you know, for you're, college you're teams, right yeah. In the middle of a season. Yeah, that's and, the thing. And you're disrupting it. And and the coaches, you know, I mean, I asked a couple of them, and they said, you know, this makes this makes makes a lot more sense. And you don't have to twist as many arms to try and get the good players because the coaches don't have to release them. Um, you know, more often than not, they do. But sometimes it's a little bit of a wrangling that goes is going on. But then the problem is. If they get hurt, and that that happens, you know, then as they're coming back, they're getting ready for their playoff run, and so that's interfered with that. Um, there's there's just a lot of things. So if you do it in August, you know, the season doesn't get going until October. So if they do have an injury and it doesn't require you know major surgery or rehabilitation, which fortunately in hockey is pretty rare, um, they're ready to go for the season. And um, so I, I I think I've got some coaches that are really starting to think along those lines and it does kind of make a lot of sense uh so we'll see what happens uh it, it's all driven by money and like most things are and you know tsn's got the big contract still for the next couple of years so you know after that it would be interesting to see what happens i think it'll be real interesting to see what happens here in nova scotia and new brunswick uh this time around this december um if it's kind of lukewarm on its uh acceptance you know then maybe they they might change it a little bit or, or who knows Dr. Phil Johnson joining us, orthopedic surgeon. Speaking of injury, I, I don't, I didn't see this when it happened. The Little League World Series is uh, 
is going on, which, you know, we, we have it on here in our studio. We love this. You know, it's good stuff. But but uh, I see we're an Instagram account that has been set up to provide updates on on uh, the injured Little Leaguer Eastern, Easton Oliverson, uh, who fell his head, or fell uh, from his bunk bed, uh, and then then walking uh, unaccompanied to, uh, I believe, the restroom there, uh, it fell again and injures himself. But it sounds like uh, he's going to be all right. His nickname is Tank. He's being treated at a, at a children's hospital in Danville, Pennsylvania, having uh, injured himself. Yeah, he fell out of his bunk bed in the dormitories in Williamsport, uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, so they got the the CAT scan performed by the doctors, uh, and it came back normal. Uh, my goodness, how about that scary situation? And, and fell twice, for goodness sakes, Doc. Okay, so it wasn't a Little League baseball injury. It was falling out of a bunk bed and then falling. Falling out of a bunk bed. <laughs> if, if the guy's name is Tank, and he's falling out of the top bunk of the bunk bed. Right. Uh, um, was the safety apparatus secure enough to secure the tank from rolling onto the ground? Um, oh, boy, you got some issues. Yeah, you, do you, do you um, think there might be some liabilities at stake there if, if something <laughs> worse would Thank God. Yeah, uh, and, it, and if he fell, I mean, it, it, it's one thing. But then if he falls again, you wonder, gosh, did he break his neck? Did he do this? Did he do that? Um, to cause him to fall again, or is he just clumsy? What are the what are the the top injuries for youth as we get in, Brad? You've already had a high school football game. What are the what are the top injuries for youth, Doc? That 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 you could think of as as we start ramping up sports now. You mean like fall sports? Yeah, because I mean because they're all different. Um, you know, in volleyball, it's over youth. Certainly, it's with the arms and the back. Uh, in football. It's, it's the contusions, it's the strains of muscles that haven't been used all summer, uh, namely the hamstrings. That's why I see a high percentage of them in, when, in the NFL when the season starts. Um, it's usually the overuse injury. Um, some of the more traumatic injuries certainly fall into that, but they're not as common, such as an ACL or dislocation you know, of the, of the shoulder. But, yeah, most of them is just overuse, you know, repetitive use of the muscle and the, and the tendon unit that hasn't been used at that degree for all summer long, and all of a sudden you're coming out of an explosion out of your stance and doing all of these high-intensity things you haven't done for a while. Um, those are the most common. I watch, uh, I just was out at the Babe Ruth World Series in Williston. We're watching the, the Little League World Series here. It's amazing age to a degree where I don't even know if you, you need to change anything, but isn't it interesting that age group, Doc, uh, whether you're 14 uh, or in this case, what is this, 12, 12 and under? Yeah, 11, 12, 11, 12. that age. How? Because the maturation level, Doc, is 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 unbelievable at that age. I mean, some have, 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 have got a little bit more maturity and, and growth, and others are not. And and I don't think there's any, in, any way that we should say, well, he's too big to play. But you literally have a, have, a, have a kid that's maybe six feet tall already, you know, maybe already sporting a beard at 14, got the, the muscle structures already there. And then you got the other one that's not quite uh, there, is, is, is probably pushing 99 to 100 pounds and can't swing it. It's really an, an interesting age, isn't it, Doc, from the Little League World Series to, to what I was just witnessing, the 14. And I'm not saying you can, if you're too – too big to, or too small to ride this ride or too big to play with the other kids over there. But there is a disparity, which which has a physical part to it, doesn't it, Doc, when you're sliding and hitting and power versus not power? 
Absolutely. And we see that in hockey. There's a great picture. I can't remember exactly what book it's in, but there's a great picture that shows about 10 kids all the same age, and it shows the littlest guy all the way to the big guy that's about six foot four. Um, and, and, and it's a really awkward age, too, because a lot of times the muscle girls haven't kept up with the skeletal girls. So you have these gangly kids uh, that are trying to control their body, which sometimes they can't. And so they're going this, that, and every direction but forward. Uh, it, it, it really is an interesting age. And, you know, I watched a little bit of that on Friday night, and, and I was amazed with that pitcher from Tri-City. Yeah. Uh, pitched Friday night. He actually had control of three different pitches. And, yeah. and, his, and his biomechanics, because I, I was watching that real close, his biomechanics were real good. So whoever has been teaching him has been doing a good job. And I would jump on uh, following that kid very closely uh, and try and recruit him somewhere because – I have a feeling he's going to be a pretty decent pitcher down the line. That team's out of the San Francisco Bay Area. We're all in agreements. We, we, you can't say, no, nope, Brad, you're too big to play in the World <laughs> Series. But I'm 14 still. You're t- <laughs> you know, we, we're not at that point, are we, Derek, uh, to make any rules because so. of body size? Well, I, I know mothers because there was a uh, uh, young man I played with when I was a kid, and he ended up playing football at the University of Wyoming. And mom had the birth certificate handy because he was he was bigger than the average twelve year old and said, "Nope, this is how old he is." Doc so. nailed it. It is awkward, Doc. It's 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 an age where it is awkward. I but but there's a physical aspect to that. I mean, you're playing a sport for goodness sake, yeah. you know. So. Yeah, and and sometimes the the physical disparity sorts itself out. Um, I mean, if you're a a, a fairly healthy kid with a, a large BMI. And you're playing with a bunch of smaller, fast, quick kids. Okay, you may change your sport because you just can't keep pace with them. Um, but uh, but then again, you know, you know, some of the other sports you would do fine. Um, but it's it's one of those. Yeah, it, it, I mean, that, just determine awkward. That's probably the best thing I can say. It's an awkward age, and we see that in hockey. We see it in basketball. Um, you know, you you see it all the way through. I'm sure in volleyball, and and then all of a sudden, it's kind of amazing how when they hit high school everything starts to kind of even out <laughs> we you know here's and you guys probably have all had that we had a guy i'm not gonna name names but he was uh just i mean we used to have at the old army wilson eight foot hoops four eight foot hoops and then two ten foot hoops on the end and so when you were in, you were young you know you played on the eight foot hoops and you're in fourth grade and fifth grade and sixth grade and by the time you got to sixth grade which is a lot of these kids that are like 12 you know that age uh we had a guy that could almost dunk the eight-foot hoop, and he was just far and away above. Never, never played high school sports. Really? Never, never played like that. We thought, this guy is going to be the next Phil Jackson coming out of Williston. He's going to, he can almost dunk over there, and then just lost interest in that. But I remember we had other kids that were just four-foot whatever going up against five-foot, you name it. But I said, this can't be fair when we play McVeigh school. They're going to kill us. <laughs> we're the Wilkinson Wolverines. I get it. We're good, but we're not beating McVeigh. So I don't, but my, my whole questioning on this whole doc was that, that uh, you know, we're, we're, all, we're living such a politically correct society and everybody gets a ribbon in fairness. Uh, and, and we should have fair, but we're not to a point where, where we make rules because of BMIs of 12-year-olds or 14-year-olds. We do already. I mean, with wrestling, uh, but I mean that's probably the only one, and there's a reason for that. 
There is some but football. I, I, I think that's like some of the FM athletic. I think they do do a little bit. You with, know what they do with, with so kids are like Jake, really big. Like they can't be the running back. Out. Derek just yeah. spawned a story. <laughs> Thank you, Derek. Yeah. Jake Miller, fantastic running back at Bismarck High, had a great career at North Dakota. If I'm not and Jake, if you're tuning in, if you're in the region, he put coins in his pants, lots of them, to weight himself down. So he could play at your right, Derek. He could play at an upper level. Didn't do it so he didn't have to play. Yeah. Pocketed coins to make himself heavier so he could play at the next. He's like Steve Rogers before he got the serum and <laughs> Captain America. <laughs> I, I haven't thought of that story in like nine years. And Derek just spurred it. So, yeah, he's, Derek's right, though, Phil, that there is, I think, disparity for, for weight uh, in football in some of these clubs. Yep. Yeah, and, and, and hopefully that's just for – trying to prevent some injuries um but you know I, I don't know if the if the statistics really bear that out uh, but i think the thought was is that you know a larger mass hitting a smaller mass that the smaller mass might incur some damage i had two friends i went to high school with they were they were like five six and okay. you know 170 some pounds when they're in sixth grade and their sixth grade picture looks the same as their senior picture. <laughs> that's a, that was their growth spurt, and they did. That's all they got. We thought, man, these guys are huge. They're going to be unbelievable athletes. And then, well, kind of the plateau. Yeah, the, it, it plateaued. <laughs> I, and I kid you not, going into seventh grade, that is that is as big as they got. Yeah, awkward stuff. Seen, it it would have been interesting back in that day if we would have had the, the the technology and the science that we have now. If those kids would have continued to get better and better. I mean, you're exactly right. I mean, I remember a couple of guys when I was in junior high at Agassiz, really big guys, and you know, and and they just they just got disinterested in in contact sport, you know, as we got into high school, and they just decided not to play. But if they would have been able to train and do the things that that the kids can do now uh, and make themselves even better, it's just interesting how many kids did we lose that way yeah. back in the. Um, to elevating themselves kind of to an elite status. You know why? Uh, it's probably a study on, 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 on the human existence in the mind where you've dominated because you're, you've got the size, as Derek talked about. You've dominated, you know, and then, but, then all of a sudden you're not dominating as much, yeah. and now that, that domination in your brain thinks, well, now you start going, oh, maybe I'm just not. I'm, I'm well, out. but remember then, too. Remember what happens when you turn to sophomore in high school. Then all of a sudden, there's cars and oh, there's yeah. girls, and they're not mutually exclusive. Dancing to Dexy's Midnight Runners on Friday night uh, at Canteen, yeah, and there's, yeah, there's yeah. all these other side events that start happening that try and distract you. Ah, uh, that's and right. For some reasons, they do. <laughs> Funny how it works. <laughs> good yeah. stuff, yeah. Uh, Doc. Uh, good to have you back on American soil. If if uh, folks need your your services, best way to get a hold of the original Doctor Phil Johnson. Well, the best way is just to call the phone line, and that's 701-478-0307. Or if you'd like to jump on your computer, you can go orthosportmentfargo.com. That'll get you there as well. Or certainly you can just drive down to the office uh, here at South University Drive, 2829, and uh, we will get you in and get you taken care of and get you back in the game. He is Dr. Phil. Good to have you on board. Thanks for your reports, too, from the uh, from the juniors, and uh, we'll do it again coming up next week. Have an outstanding Monday, Doc. I will, guys. You have a great week. You bet. Dr. Phil Johnson joining us today on uh, 740 The Fan, the Jack Michael Show. What's the biggest game you're looking forward to? 
in the next couple of weeks? I'm going to throw that question out. We'll take a time out. What's the biggest event you're looking mm. and, and maybe in the next uh, you know, month or two, you know, in the in the near in the near future, what's the biggest uh, sporting event you're looking forward to? We'll talk about that and more Monday edition Jack Michael Show on 740 The Fan. This is the voice of the Vikings, Paul Allen, and you're listening to the Jack Michael Show. Working our way through a Monday, I asked the question going into the break in in the in the near future. What what's the big game that you are are looking forward to seeing? Three five two seven zero is our text club. I'll throw a couple things out here, Derek and and Brad. Uh, obviously, North Dakota. I'll be broadcasting a game at Nebraska. I'm curious on that game. I'm just curious. <laughs> you know, it's it's, it's game one uh, for UND. It's game two mm-hmm. for Nebraska. They're in Dublin on Saturday, taking on Northwestern. Then they got to go come across the pond. So I'm curious on that one. Big stadium. You know, and how are you going to react? It's game. So that that intrigues me. Obviously, NDSU has. You know, they've got Drake and then North Carolina A and T. But on the 17th. They're at Arizona, right. kind of a large game. Uh, Wednesday, do we have Valley City State? Uh, yes, uh, Dennis McCulloch will join us at uh, on Wednesday on the noon hour. So they have the uh, paint bucket game. That's the first college game in the state. Uh, the Vikings and the Jimmies on Thursday night. That's coming up this Thursday. This Thursday. So I don't know, Derek. I mean, obviously, maybe the big one. We 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 maybe we buried the lead. Maybe it's, it's well September 11th. Obviously, for me, is <laughs> kind of big with yeah. the. Uh, Vikings and Packers, but you know, I think, I think the first weekend, you know, football is taking baseball over on Labor Day week, weekend as far as college football, right? I mean, it's yep. and so to your point, UND at Nebraska. You know, I'm curious, obviously, about uh, South Dakota State at Iowa. I think that's a really interesting game, uh, too. It's and a great call. South Dakota has a, a FBS game too coming up. I'm trying. I'm forgetting who it actually K-State. is. K State. Is it K- yeah? He's going to Chris Kleiman. That's right. So, th- so the Dakota schools against these FBS schools have me intrigued. Yeah, it, it's uh... and then that first weekend, there's some good matchups right away because uh, that Saturday is just there's so many good games right away. Um, you know, you think about uh, Georgia, the defending national champions. They're going to be back at. I think they play on uh, what, the, what is the game that they have? An interesting game, uh, Oregon and Georgia to kick off. On two thirty that afternoon, so number three versus number eleven. Yeah, that's and a good that call. And then that night is uh, Notre Dame and Ohio State, number two versus number five. That's a good call. So you know, Clemson and Georgia Tech on Monday Night Football, <laughs> more or less. I, I, uh, it, it's funny because you asked the question. You know, what if you had to pick one? What's the one you're looking for? <clears throat> and, and as much as Green Bay and Minnesota on September eleventh is large. But it's large because it's Green Bay. You know, it's not like college football, which which like NASCAR at times when you when you have your Super Bowl, the Daytona 500 first. It's like your granddaddy race. You mm-hmm. know, college football is a little like that, where you have kind of that. Uh, these are huge games out of the gate because yeah, you lose a couple of games, and all of a sudden you're you're slipping down and fighting to get back into that, that field. Uh, the Vikings and the Green Bay is big. Just because it's Minnesota and Green Bay, right? You're not. How much stock are you putting into the eleventh game as far as wins and losses? Well, I think it's a big game for Kevin O'Connell. It's just a, you know, you're going up against your rival at home. I hate that. I, I wish they wouldn't have any divisional games to start off the season. I wish they'd do some AFC matchups. Yeah, I, I kind of. I'm with you there. They they've seemed like they backlogged most of the uh, division games towards the end of the year, even. 
uh, kind of wish it was like the middle of October instead right. or something like that. It just uh, you know get some of your NFC and your AFC games out of the way in September, right. and then you can kind of figure out when it really matters. I I, I never have liked that, but. You know, I, I, you're going up against one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and and they they're kind of and of course he's looking for receivers right now. Christian Watson, I don't think, still has the former NDSU star has practiced at all. I, I don't Green believe Bay. so. Yeah, no. He was on the pup list maybe the first right. couple days into in the camp. So he's you know, and I think Aaron Rodgers has been verbally berating his young wide receivers <laughs> right. for not figuring it out. So, but you on the money, that's why they had to get rid of Devontae Adams too. So it, it's going to be interesting. To see how they and how they match up, you know, because I guess if you're looking at the Vikings, you know, fan, you're saying, well, they haven't seen Harrison Phillips in this three four look at all in Green Bay either, and I'm guessing the atmosphere that Sunday afternoon is going to be bonkers. You're right. You said it first when you said I think fans in general are going to just put all. It's like grading a final exam in one game, which isn't fair, by the way, to a team with a 17 game schedule. But fans are going to grade that. They're going to see what the feel is. They're going to. It's going to be a a smell test, an eye test, and coming out of that, if if the Vikings fall flat, it's the well, talk radio is going to be hot. And if mm-hmm. they beat them hard, you know, beat them bad and beat them, talk radio is going to be good. Yeah, you're right. There is a that is a large, large little game out of the gate. Well, especially since you know I have to go to Lambo at the end of the year too, right? You're not going to see each other again until late December. That's the other interesting part of this. The uh, so yeah, what well, what's the biggest game in the next several weeks or so that you're looking forward to and why? How about Barnesville West Central area? Bang! Two teams in the, the yeah, that's kick off the season. They went to went down to U.S. Bank last year. Yeah. They West Central edged Barnesville early on in the year, and they were all, they were a whisker from playing yeah. each other for the and state they, title. They got them out of the gate. Yeah, yes. I think there's a lot of good ones. I think Kindred Kindred HCV is going to be good because you've got Kindred, the defending champs. Right. Hillsboro lost twenty some seniors last year. How much have they reloaded? Um, you know, you like Davies and Mandan this week. Davies, of course, had such a good that season, but good. the way that was. The way the, the sure. playoffs were aligned, they didn't make the playoffs, and now they've reshuffled, so it's statewide. And Mandan could be a sleeper in the WDA, perhaps. So here for years, you know, we mentioned the paint bucket game. Yes, and and then when the Cobbers and the Dragons played, oh, the Christmas the slash Power Powerball. Yeah. Well, miss, you're I talking miss, a Concordia grad yeah, here. I, oh, I, I miss that game so much. Right? Oh, so much. Well, it was a great thing for the city of Moorhead too. Yeah, two teams that are literally. Yeah. Two blocks from each yep, other. And usually the Bison weren't playing, or they played Thursday that week. Yeah. So they had the basically yeah, the eyes in of the, the area, region. Yeah. Yes, they had. They had. The, well, and Big the Eddie game. called the game when yep. he was on Channel Six. I mean, that yep, was a right. big deal. That was yep. that was a lot of fun. And, you know, a lot of these guys they were high school teammates playing each other sometimes too, right? Right. And, and, and so you had that aspect of it, or they played each other and they've known each other. And the way that series ended too, and Tomeo was coaching and he, and he wouldn't <laughs> down the ball. So the Concordia gets the ball at midfield. I'm still convinced David he made a Tomeo. bet at J.C. Chumley's <laughs> that he was going to beat Concordia by three touchdowns. He wouldn't punt. So he wouldn't. So he, he I mean, they could have ran the clock out. Right. And literally. He, and, and they kept going for and, a touchdown. And, and, and then he wouldn't punt on fourth down either. So no. they gave him the ball at midfield. They go and score and win the game. It's, it's, I guess if you are going to end it, end it that way. Uh, where he, is he at now? I think I think uh, he, I, think I saw he just got fired in some small college out in California. I, I was doing some games in the Northern Sun during that tenure, and uh, it, was some, it was some intriguing free games I used to oh, have like, with them, I'm sure. We, when I was working at another station, and we would do a kind of a college football scoreboard show, usually before or after the Bison game, and he was always good about coming on. And, and Oh, but, for sure. I mean, he was, you know, awesome. he was a blessing to 
was. Oh, right. Yeah. He was unfiltered. Yep. He did not look like a football coach at he all. He was telling right. me times, like, I was in a parking lot. There were gunshots riddled by a tire. I'm like, wait a minute. Did I ask you how your running backs yeah. are? I'm like, you know, I got like a great story. He, says, he always had great stories. You never had a kicker because he was always going for two because his kicking game stunk. That's exactly right. Yep. Yeah, um, I mean, he kind of looked like. Screech with glasses as a head yeah. football coach. It was great sound, asked, though. You're I asked right. him, I said, yeah, he goes, you know not much of a kicking game. He goes, oh, so you've noticed. Back <laughs> <laughs> fact we're going for two every single time. What I noticed. He, they drove a black fancy car, no, too. he drove like a red Corvette or something. Yeah, I, but he, I, no, I think it. Maybe it was black. I can't remember, but yeah. It was like a Beamer or a Mercedes or something. So I mean, because you just don't see many Division Two football coaches <laughs> right. driving oh. up in a luxury car. And if car. you do, you're not driving it to the. Uh, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's in the garage. Oh, he was an interesting he character. Was, yeah, that's that's awesome. that, 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 and he only got the job because what's his face left right after his first year there, right? That like, uh, he was, just, he was yes. quickly went back to. Yes, I forget uh, the guy's name. His alma mater, I think, was a smaller uh, school because yes. it just he said the timing was awful, but it was my good, alma mater. Good but, walk down memory lane. I noticed you guys didn't bring up a Twins game. Uh, I will say. Are we waiting on that? Yeah, I will say. I'll going to look at. Well, they've got Houston. They got Texas tonight. Houston, San Fran, Boston, Chicago White Sox. I'm going to say September 16th through the 19th, a five gamer at Cleveland that might make or break okay. the season. That counts. Yeah. Uh, good stuff today. Cleveland might wrap it up by then. <laughs> Dick, <laughs> speaking of, yeah, where are they going to be on September 16th? <laughs> right. Dick Bramer coming up tomorrow. Uh, our Red Hawks off tonight, as Derek mentioned, Twins and Rangers on a brother station, 790 KFGO tonight. Thank you, Doc Phil, for stopping by as we uh, kick off another busy week in our region in sports. Common Man is coming up next right here on 740 The Fan, KNFL.